Ow now, brown cow. Hello. All right, welcome everybody. This is Barrel Proof Podcast, episode number 248. We are once again at Thurman Hutchins Park watching some little kids play soccer, uh, which is a lot of fun. You are. Uh, say what? Said you are, Taylor. Don't yeah, make well, everybody agree. Uh, yeah, that's right. Well, <laughs> Robbie is too. We, we have kids on the field behind us. Patrick is facing the sun for no apparent reason. <laughs> that's actually a good point. We're on that time here late in the season. <laughs> Bad call. It's like a hot, it's like a summer day, which is no fun. I was enjoying the cool weather, honestly. I normally wouldn't be caught dead saying that, but I've, I've kind of turned a new leaf. I'm a, I used to be like a beach person. Like, all I want to do is go be in the hot for vacation. And then we went skiing last year for the first time since I was, like, 17. Like, this is amazing. Why wouldn't we do this more often? Because there's a lot more bourbon involved. Uh, <laughs> not that you can't drink bourbon when it's hot, too, but it's way it's better. It's different, yeah. yeah. Yeah, better when you're cold. Functions mul- multifunctional when you're cold. <laughs> uh, so I, I may be turning into a cold-weather person, which is very weird. It's, and it's also very unfortunate given the climate change that we're going through right now. Um, mm, but anyway, yeah. uh, got, got uh, Robbie Barker here with us. Say hi, Robbie. Hi, Robbie. And then Patrick on the buttons and dials, et cetera, obviously. Hello, his, hello. His dulcet tones. Ty is, I don't know, doing dad slash job things. Uh, He's actually watching a game. Oh, is he? Yeah, Josephine. His okay, uh, daughter yeah, has a game. Right. A racing, a ra- future yep. racing. Racing uh, Academy. Uh, roster member. Um, racing Academy presently. So, how are we doing, guys? Uh, busy week, obviously. The champions! Oh, yeah. Of Eastern Group Conference e. champions, baby. Yeah, with an asterisk because there is no award <laughs> for it. Uh, do we? No one gets plate? hardware for winning their group, which is fine. That's we, you probably shouldn't. I think honestly, if if we hit, if things had turned out differently this year, I definitely would have said no matter who wins anything, it all comes with an asterisk because it's a truncated season, right? Sixteen games. We we were going to play thirty-four, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and you can only play the same other four or five, three or four opponents plus some other ones randomly, right? Randomly, yeah. yeah. So it's a weird year. It's no matter who wins, it's going to come with an asterisk. But a star is a star is a star. And if if we if, we, if this star comes with an asterisk, that means we get four. <laughs> a special star. Yeah. It's like three yeah. and a half. So I'll take it. Uh, but everyone's playing under you know difficult circumstances. Uh, and just to kind of reflect on the season that was before we talk and before we get a little bit more specific about the game that was last Saturday. Uh, weird year. I went back because I listened to John Hackworth's press conference. and He's just like, you know, people had written us off early off in the early on in the restart and we weren't playing real well, but we didn't change anything we were doing. We just kept believing in ourselves and getting better and improving. And, uh, you know, I expect a coach to say that. And I think he was yeah. right. You know, I was concerned at a certain point after we lost what three or four and that was something that we definitely aren't accustomed to uh but you know you could also kind of see it was just a lot of misconnections to use a craigslist phrase uh (laughs) but it it was like we were like you could see we're trying to do but communication was poor we hadn't quite figured out a personnel group that we liked best yet yeah and then, like like I've said, it seems like every week when we figured out the midfield, everything else fell into place. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah. Ultimately, I think you could be really pleased with the way the season went. We won what ten of our last eleven games or something. I mean, really yeah. great. Yeah, and I think the early in the season, it was the writing was on the wall for what could happen because it felt like many games for the first fifteen or twenty minutes we were just be battering teams yeah. Pittsburgh and then, and is and a prime example. Yeah. And, yeah, and then <laughs> then it would just stop yeah. and end. 
So we knew that it was there. Yeah. The dominance that we've shown over the years was there to be had. And then as soon as PDP kind of showed his face again, yeah. uh, we just started rolling. So glad to be champs. You know, that that and With the, an the narrowing of the field. I think those two things are quite, quite, uh, not quite coincidental in how they uh, they worked out for us. So, but can be can be pleased. Uh, we wrapped up the Greek the group, you know, a week or two before. Uh, so the match against Sporting Kansas City. Hopefully, this guy can get ready to drive away while I get a face full of exhaust. Uh, <laughs> Don't leave your keys on there. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna take it. <laughs> that beer is not on his tailgate. Uh, so. What was I saying? Uh, Sporting Kansas City went going to that game not with not without a whole lot of pressure, but you know there was an off chance that we could win the entire league possibly if Reno didn't go on the streak that they did. Unfortunately, Reno won and won convincingly, so they win the points title as asterisky as that may be. Because again, it's not a real table; points don't really matter. You're just playing to win your group or for mm -hmm. playoff spots, and everything else is kind of butter. Are we in your way? Okay. Um, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we're, we're just stealing real estate on your tailgate. <laughs> there we go. Good deal. Oh, we got those. Uh, but with the the Kansas City game, uh, went in with pretty much the our strongest lineup, right? I can't. I don't seem to remember. Kill Watts. The oh yeah, Kill came in and played yep. uh, in place of Corbin Bone, and Bone I think subbed in later in the match just to get some minutes under him. Yeah. Uh, but I thought you know. I thought Akil played pretty well. Uh, nothing spectacular, but didn't do anything wrong. He's very strong. You can tell that, which is, you know, doesn't get knocked off the ball. Uh, and, you know, that's the only thing that I have that you can really – only knock you can really have against Speedy is he's not the most robust of, of players, but he's usually never in a position where that's a problem. Right. Because he's so quick and he's such smart, a decision yeah. maker. Um, yeah. But anyway, like I said, Akil had a good game. But otherwise, yeah, uh, you know, normal, pretty normal lineup, pretty normal uh, flow of the game. We didn't – I, I was telling Sander before we really started recording. I don't think we ever really got out of second or third gear in this game. I don't. We got an early, a fairly early goal, uh, and you felt pretty good about that. Then Cam splits the defense, and and I don't know how that shot went in actually, but <laughs> it did. Back left corner near post. Wrong keeper was in the middle and would have to really, really be like super jump mm -hmm. to have gotten it. It didn't. He just like froze for a second, and you're up two one. Yeah. Uh, we switch off for half a second early on in the second half and give up a silly goal, uh, but I never really felt like the game was in doubt at any point, frankly. Uh, even though you know, can, and that's a, un, a little bit unfair to KC because they're they're a pretty solid team. I think Mon Premier he won Man of the Match from Fotmob, which you know put that count that however you want. But he is he's a good player for sure. But at the same time, I don't when he got one on one. I mean, Toast shut him down. Seems like almost nearly every time. Um, and so, I, like I said, never yeah. felt like the result was in doubt. Thought we played, you know, obviously well enough to win in a game that we may not have been super motivated. Uh, although I, that's projecting, I, I wasn't super motivated. I'm sure the players were. Yeah, I think to your point, though, I think you could see that a little bit um, with with um, kind of the approach to the game, and we weren't firing on all cylinders, as you mentioned. So I think it's natural when you've kind of got for the most part things wrapped up and you're playing against the bottom team, there is going to be a little bit of a mental easing whether you want to or not. So, But the fact of the matter is we came through again. We just keep winning. Keep the keep the momentum going. Again, on that, on that Lancaster keeps scoring, which we want to see. And what I'm really encouraged by with Lancaster too is we've not seen the injury issues this year. He's Very, yeah. pretty much That's been pretty fit great. the whole year, which for him is, is not been always the case. So great to see Paolo getting on the board, always nice. Not not a uh, 
you know, uh, uh, someone we expect to see on the, the score sheet most goal. weeks. A good goal. Yeah, he, he attacked the ball well, and that's what you expect from him. He's, he's a hard-nosed player. So, yeah, I don't think there's too much to say about the game, right? We got the job done. Yep. Three points in the bag, first place in the East. So, you know, everyone around the league's looking around and saying, what on earth has happened the last two months? We thought that we'd be avoid going to Louisville in uh, October, November, and here we are again, looking like we're going to have to go through the... Uh, the Eastern Conference champs once more. So, just yeah, you know, not death much. Death taxes in Louisville City in the Eastern Conference Final, which we have. <laughs> Let's not count our ducks. <laughs> oh, God, no. That we, was we'll talk jokes. about Pittsburgh in a minute. Uh, but, yeah, it was a, like I said, that, that was a good result. But the way more fun results of the evening uh, were Indy choking twice in uh, as many games and losing to Sporting, uh, excuse me, Sporting, what am I saying? Uh, <laughs> St. Louis. Louis FC, who gets to live one more, at least one more day. Uh, makes the playoffs for only the second time in their club's history. Uh, on the last day, by the skin of the team. But what year to do it? What a year to do it! Yeah, yeah, this absolutely. This is the only way they get to get they get to keep playing games is if they keep winning. And statistically, I think, well, or by whatever percentage-based system you want to use, it looked like they're actually favored in this uh, first-round game as well. I think I yeah, saw. Yeah, which you know, yeah. I think that's a little unfair to Hartford, but because but we don't really know. Hartford's probably yep. a little bit better than we give them credit for. I haven't, frankly, watched a second of their of their matches this year. They were in a pretty easy group. They did do well against Pittsburgh mm-hmm. a couple times. I think they got at least one win, maybe two, off of them during yeah, the regular season. Mm-hmm. Um, well enough to, you know, I mean, they won the group. They beat – and Pittsburgh was a, you know, en fuego for a while there. They scored – I think their goal difference is like 30 or something. Mm-hmm. They didn't give – they gave up, what, I think less – maybe 10 goals all season, yeah. something something ridiculous like that probably a tough transition from them when they moved from the JV teams they were playing every week to actually playing someone with something, something to uh, play for. And <laughs> yeah, well, and, so, and so, you know, I expect St. Louis to bring that same fight and vigor. Indy probably a little bit hard done in that game. Apparently there was a penalty that, that, that was a sure damn thing and the ref just didn't call it. And so they've got some questions they need to ask. This is a season where they start out super hot. And then when everybody realized, oh, all you have to really do is make sure that you mark – Tyler Pasher effectively, mm-hmm. which is a hard thing to do. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, he's they had no other, they had no other goal scorers, like yeah. none. Uh, which is insane for the because that's an mm-hmm. expensive roster they've got. Yeah. They got good players on that team, and the fact that they couldn't manufacture more goals, uh, Sands Pasher than they did is. Not great. Sure, and this isn't an Indy 11 podcast, of course. So we're not going to go too deep in the politics <laughs> of their club, but you got to uh-huh. wonder about. Uh, the coach's future, really, with the resources at his disposal, the players they had, to Question, not make the questions the pl- need to be asked. Yeah, to not make the playoffs for them is fairly unforgivable, really. And you've got a club in St. Louis who, whilst having something to play for, and being that their entire club history rests on the next game being their last. Yeah, you know, there's got to be some morale issues, I'm sure. With that St. Louis squad wondering what they're going to do next year, where they're going to go. The only thing they can do is focus on now. And you just got to think, Indy had it. They had it in hand, didn't they? You remember the uh, social distancing tweets? Yeah. The things where they really had already counted their chickens. So I would think coaching change, certainly possible. Depends how much COVID-19 credit he gets. Um, But they're too big of a club to be not in the playoffs. That's the truth of the matter. Yeah. Now, you know, there's a a vocal segment of their fan base that wants Martin Rennie gone. Uh, then again, there's a vocal segment of our fan base that wanted John Hackworth gone earlier in the season. So, you know, take that for what it's worth. You know, I don't think Rennie's a bad coach, but I, you know, like I said, the questions need to be asked. They've, they've got the talent to do a lot more than they did. And I think yeah. well, sometimes I think that's the man who's sure. on whose head the axe falls. We've talked about this on prior pods. It's just the adjustments they seem to fail to make. Yeah. They've looked the Didn't same make. every time we've played them. Yeah. There's been no change in tactics. They've changed lineups, but 
probably in a well, negative then, fashion. Again, so. in that game, and this is like like you said, this is not an Indy Eleven podcast. Andrew Carlton only played half that game. Why? He's the most creative player you have on the team. What do you? I don't know what yeah. you're what you're trying to accomplish without giving him. What did you have to lose? This is yeah. this is a you know you get a point and you you know you go to the playoffs type situation. Why wouldn't mm-hmm. you put? You know I. There's got to be something else going on there. Either he's got a, another injury that no one's telling us about, or he's got, or he and the co- training staff or coaching staff or yeah. somebody has problems. And Carlson's kind of got a checkered history in, in his past uh, that seemed to be behind him, but who knows? So yeah. I, I don't yeah. know. Well, sorry to see them go. Bye bye. Yeah, I'm not sorry, but you know, just <laughs> pointing out that there's some. Yeah. They're they're our biggest rival, and frankly, it's better for us for them to be decent. Yeah. And maybe no add some vigor to this to the to Lipa FC because otherwise, man, we've been. I don't mind dominating it, but at the sure. same time, it gets stale after a while, you know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, let you know, Liverpool and Everton supposedly a rivalry, and you know, Everton's top of the league. Yes, so. they are. <laughs> so, you know, they give them their due. Uh, so that's that. Uh, let's talk our upcoming opponent then, Pittsburgh. Uh, there was a time pre Bob Lilly where that was always a tough game, but one that we ended up winning. Uh, something worth pointing out is since Bob Lilly has become coach there in 2018, we've beaten them one time in five tries. Uh, and that one time happened to be in the playoffs last year. So, you know, that was very important. Yeah. But it's, it's, it brings a level of concern. They've won. They've got a, actually a very good record of success in Louisville. Uh, they obviously made us have a really bad day at the stadium opener. Uh, we're also yeah. very different teams from then uh, to up to now. Toronto Forbes is still in my book, best eleven in, in the league uh, as far as midfielders go. He's he's a fabulous player. Uh, Bob Lilly, you know, Hall of Fame coach, no doubt. Uh, and this is frankly not the matchup I wanted in the opening round. I would Absolutely. much rather played Hartford, uh, mainly because I don't. It's kind of an unknown quantity. Whereas with Lilly, you know, it's going to be you're literally on biting a hole in your lip the entire time till the whistle blows. I think we jinxed it last week, didn't we? I think we made our kind of preferred order of opponents in Pittsburgh were firmly the least preferred. Yeah, well, they still are. (laughs) That doesn't change anything. What is going to be interesting from my perspective is how do Pittsburgh set up and how do they approach the game? Uh, Because we know he's defensively a very, very good coach. Sets his teams up to be difficult to break down, um, which obviously in the first game we did break them down early, which is good yeah we looked great in the first like 30 minutes and then but but then they started to kind of reimpose themselves on the game so but from their perspective obviously now it's win or go home are they satisfied with trying to just take us into the trenches late in the game keep it tight are they going to spoil are they going to time waste are they going to do all the things that take a good team and no they're a great team too i'm gonna give them credit for that but we're the home team we're the favorite they're going to probably try and shorten the game they're going to try and do everything they can to disrupt our rhythm so I, you know, not to not get the game predictions early, but I wouldn't be surprised if, if Coach Lilly's looking to just take us deep, maybe even extra time, and see if they can do to us what we did send last year. I mean, you know, Lilly's a pragmatist. Uh, he's his best teams, and he's this Pittsburgh team is a lot more pleasing to watch than his Rhinos teams were. Mm-hmm. They've got a lot more ability and creativity uh, than than those old Rhinos teams did, in my opinion. Yeah, but. Uh, at his at their core, they're the type of team that either is comfortable with going going to zero zero in the ninetieth minute, or catching you on a break or a set play, and then just parking the bus the rest of the game. And yeah. that's it, parking the bus is not easy to do. People act like oh, you just put a bunch of numbers in the box. It's not an easy thing to do. It requires a whole lot of stamina, effort, and all, and coordination. It's it's not like it's it's 
some playground tactic that immediately works because it's not. Yeah. Uh, but they're good at it. I think um, sometimes with us as well, teams can be somewhat successful that with us because we don't often have a brute force option to break them down. No. We're, we're, we're definitely, a f I hate to say finesse team because it implies soft, but we, 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 we're patient, we work the ball, we don't have big physical monsters of players. We're just very good soccer players. So sometimes when you get a goal behind, what you really need is, a, to use my team, Newcastle United, an Andy Carroll. Sure. Or someone who can do something a bit different physically to change the game, or somebody who's a burner, a pasher, yeah. who has a, uh, we don't really have that. We have very good soccer players. So that's why I think it's always imperative for us. We've, we always talk about our tendency sometimes. We've had games where we get behind and we complain the whole game. The other team's time wasting, taking a long time on goal kicks. We don't want to get in that situation. But it's also frustrating for us because often if plan A doesn't work and plan B doesn't work, we really don't have the... Luke a little bit on the plan C physicality, but... Uh, yeah, I was going to say, I, I will say that I think Louisville City has shown this season that they can't can be multiple we score goals in multiple ways where mm -hmm. and I, I think that uh hackworth does a really good job of adjusting his game plan mm -hmm. to the opponent uh whereas in years like with under o'connor as much fun as those teams were there was one way we played and that was the only way we played for the most part whereas hackworth seems like he's a little bit more adaptive to, to whatever the situation may call for i have a feeling and i don't i have no reason to know this but you know the games that that game that we play against Indy Eleven, the game we played against Phoenix, where Luke Spencer serves, or the game we the mm -hmm. New York uh, Red Bulls game, where Luke Spencer is the battering ram, yeah, for 60, 80 minutes, whatever it is, mm -hmm. uh, and he's a better player than just a guy that goes and yeah. roughs up center backs, obviously, but he does a damn good job of it. So I have to wonder if that's not a tactic we try in this game, it's, and it may be one that Pittsburgh is ready for, yeah, uh, or better prepared for than some other teams, but. I wouldn't hate that and then have Cam come on late if we still need a goal. And yeah. Luke hasn't started at all this season, has he? Luke he started once against Indy. Did he? Yeah. Mm. Um, and the, he may have had another one. I, I can't remember, but I know he definitely had a, a start against Indy, uh, the first win we got against him. Yeah, I, I, with the form Cam's in, I wouldn't expect to see much of a change in the lineup, but I think as a change-up late in the game, if we got ourselves in that situation, I would probably throw Luke on even with, with Lancaster if we need a goal. You know. But um, to your point, you, you know, Again, I think we think Luke's a fantastic player, much more than a battering ram, like you said. But goals have been hard to come by for him this year, obviously. Yeah, that's true. So, uh, so yeah, he's just a, a concern. He's been I have. a good, but he got he's you know, he plays a bit of a number nine, like not a false mm -hmm. nine necessarily, but he's good at knocking balls down and distributing them off to oncoming no players too. He's had a couple of assists this year. Yeah. Frankly, he's done a lot better in that regard. So yeah. in that sense, you know, his hold-up play is probably the best we've got on yeah. the team. Cam's good at it, too. And to, be, and to be fair, if you look at his minutes played, I yeah, I don't know it offhand, but I know it's not a huge number as well. No, so as a striker, you need opportunities. He's been able to get on the board somewhere or another yeah. just about every game he's played. Or yeah. at least, like, again, that indie game that we go back to, I give him all the credit in the world for the reason we were able to win because he wore the center yeah. backs out. And then you have Cam come on, and they can't keep up with him. Uh, just, so. a, just a question. I don't know if we know the answer yet. Have we heard anything on Napo yet? Is he injured? Well, or I was curious about that too. Uh, I asked the same question because he was absent from the team sheet in the last yeah. game. And Patrick uh, Blanton said that he was out kicking balls around in the field uh, with some guys. Huh. But, uh, you know, wasn't on the bench or anything like that. I felt like Napo was part of our turnaround earlier in the year as well. Kind Agreed. of an instrumental piece coming in and uh, just bringing bring a ton of energy. There's got to be, right? Yeah. But I'm afraid we're not bringing much in intel to the table here. But... Just wondered if uh, that had been heard, because I'd like to see him in the team this weekend yeah. if he's available. I can never make it to Hackworth's uh, press conferences, and I don't know if that's a question he can answer. I don't yeah. think he would have avoided because he's refreshingly honest most of the time. Yeah. I mean, if he's out there warming up with the team and he's not obvious, he's obviously not 
terribly injured. Unless he's uh, yeah, close to coming I back, just, perhaps. I, yeah. I, some, I feel like something must have happened, though, because he's... Yeah. he's he, he was he was on a tear. He was yeah, on that, having some great games. On that note too, it was nice to see. We were talking about it last week with Niall, and then I think he came right back to practice a few days later. <laughs> uh, so obviously, I don't think featured this weekend, but uh, good to see him back out there with the boys. Yeah. Oh, the other thing we didn't talk about from uh, the Sporting Kansas City game, Sean Tosh got engaged. Yep. Oh, yeah. His girlfriend Asia. Congratulations. That's pretty great. They were trying real hard to get him a goal too. Yeah, they were. They were. <laughs> He's a Tosh has had a great season. Yeah, this is his best season yet by far, uh, and that includes, uh, you know, when he was, when he and Paco were partners back in what mm. the seventeen championship. Uh, he's played. No, it's Swahi, wasn't it? Yeah, seventeen. Not mistake. So what? anyway, this is this is probably his best year. He's really taken ownership of a starting role, hasn't given it up, and that's yeah. you know no. with with when we pulled up some guys, you know, to challenge him for that spot, he wasn't letting it go with Sharpie that, and Oxford. No, he's been a such great, a physical presence sorry. back there. Yeah, that's all I had. He's such a physical no, presence back there. It's, it's hard to overpass him. He game very well. Yeah. yeah. Is all the, you know, the thing that I used to think was a problem for him has really not burned him at all this year. Where he, he can be a little bit aggressive. He saved our ass in a few games. So, yeah. You know, and I think to your a point, lot of credit for him. There, there's been – seems like every year he's been with a club. I think first year he was kind of a, a very much a stalwart on the team sheet. Mm-hmm. But then since then, every year there's new challenges come in, right? And yeah. at times, different flavors of the month or different players that may have earned that right to start over him. But we ultimately seem to always come back to Sean because he's so consistent. He's so tough. And he always brings it in the big games, which is a quality that not every player has. Some yeah. people hide from the moment. He feels like he rises to the moment. So I just think it's, it's almost inevitable. As long as he's fit and ready to go, he's going to be in and around the team. And when he's in, you just always know he's never going to let you down. And I, Alexi gets the same amount of credit in my book, um, just because I, I think he's been fabulous. He's been he contributes to the offense too. Like he's your target man for, or at least a decoy on most set plays. Uh, been really pleased with the way he's played. Okay, uh, enough about Louisville City because that's that's kind of the end of our, our book on them so far. Other than <laughs> I'm scared to death of Pittsburgh. Uh, scared to death? Maybe not scared to death. You can't argue. A little, that a little concerned. On the best form of the in. But Pittsburgh is a, is a tough team. It's Pittsburgh. They're tough. You always got to worry about Pittsburgh. Yeah. Um, and they look like talk. Borussia Dortmund, which is always intimidating as well. <laughs> Not for Bayern Munich. Um, <laughs> so let's talk playoffs. Playoffs. Um, games. So we got, we've got, uh, we've got Pittsburgh, obviously. Are we doing predictions as we go let's, here for the uh, first let's round? Let's kind of go through the, the, the bra- bracket here. If we could even manage, if I could even manage to do that. Um, because this five mob sucks about this. Hold on, USL. dude. Get the USL app. Dude. I have the map. I have it. You need I have it. <laughs> For so, I, you want to do it? You do it, Robbie. Well, I can tell you. Obviously, are we are we skipping our game? Then we'll save our prediction yeah, we'll save to our the game end. For last. Okay. So obviously, on the opposite side of uh, our quarter of the bracket, you got Hartford and St. Louis. Obviously, right. at Hartford. I've got my money on St. Louis just because I think they're a t- team of destiny right now. Hartford. Oh, do, who hosts that game? I believe Hartford, Hartford hosts. Yeah. That's not that's not easy necessarily, but there's not there's not going to be a ton of fans there. Yeah, long trip. Uh, I don't know what the weather's going to be like up there in the north. Sure, it's going to be pretty now. cold. Yeah, it'll be chilly. I, I, I don't yeah. think it's a problem for St. Louis. Yeah. Um, but I still got my money on the team of destiny, as I'm as I'm going to call them. I think they'll, <laughs> other than Pittsburgh, that's the hardest team Hartford's going to have played all year. So maybe, maybe wishful thinking on my my uh, behalf. I see that being a grinder. I kind of feel like it could be yeah. like a one-one, maybe that's, extra time. That's um, St. Louis, though. They play tight games yeah. like that. Seems I, like I'm going to lean to the home team coming out late, maybe in overtime or even by by PKs. So oh, Hartford. 
Okay. Uh, the other, actually, the, there's two games to start. That one starts at seven. The other game that starts at seven is uh, Charlotte, who came out of a fairly difficult group, uh, and Charleston Battery, who mm-hmm. I frankly favor just because I think that they're always super solid. They came in. They fought. They fought Tampa Bay pretty well to to you know to win the group. Tampa Bay obviously came out ahead. Um, Charlotte's good. A lot better yeah. than I was expecting. Yeah. They got Heat Roberts. They got the best goalkeeper in the league. Golden Gloves Award be damned in Brandon Miller. <laughs> uh, and they got Dane Kelly, who's, again, in some pretty good form. Can't ever count him out. Uh, I still kind of like Charleston to win that game. just because sure. I, I give their coaching staff in Charleston a ton of credit. It doesn't matter who is on that roster. Every year they're competitive. They make the playoffs. They may not make a lot of noise, but they're still a team that you got you got to have a lot of respect for. They're organized. Uh, and they can hit you it, when you don't, when you least expect it. Yeah, this is like the top twenty college football rankings. I have a historical bias towards the traditional power, sure, which I sure. consider to be uh, Charleston. So I'm leaning that way too. My instinct, my instincts are battle tested in the same league as Tampa, a good team. But just Charleston, like you say, they're always solid. They're never never going to let you down. Um, and, and Charlotte, frankly, I just feel like every year, a bit of a mixed bag. You never know what you're going to get. So I'll I- take uh, I'll take Charleston too. I'll give Charlotte a little bit of credit, though, because they came out of a group that included, what, Birmingham and North Carolina. North Carolina really disappointed this year, but they were still in it in the playoff hunt till the end, till up to the last two games that they shit the bet on. Uh, and Bur- but Birmingham's been decent enough. Maybe they're, maybe it's an easier group than we realize, which is kind of what makes me wonder, like, are they a paper tiger? Mm-hmm. Uh, but like I said, I, 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 like, uh, I like Charleston in that game. Uh, the other Eastern Conference game is Tampa Bay and Birmingham. You got a—it's a home game for Tampa Bay. They continuously disappoint in the playoffs, in playoff games. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Birmingham has kind of slumped their way through the end of the season, kinda. Uh, better than they were last year. I got to give them a lot of credit. We haven't seen them mm-hmm. at all, and I haven't—I've watched them for like maybe five minutes, uh, and can't really tell you much about them. But yeah. they made the playoffs last year, kind of at by the skin of their teeth, and made a little bit of noise at the end of the season to get in. Uh, so I don't think they're necessarily to be taken lightly, but they I still you got to like playoff Tampa, game right? last year. Did they, they win the first playing game? No, last or year? did they? I can't. Remember. I'm sorry, this is the no fact check podcast, as we say, but yeah, seem to recall them. Yeah, making some noise at the end of the year. I just remember they they they, they the way in which they got into the playoffs was legendary. Yeah. Um. So anyway, I, I like so them. Tampa. We I, are I like in Tampa. agreement. I like Tampa. Home, I mean, home wouldn't team. surprise me yep. if it went the other way because Tampa, just you don't know, but they seem like they're a pretty good team this year. Yeah, I think so. All right, out west. Uh, this is where I plead the fifth. Yeah, sure. <laughs> that means we can just, you know, you can... Uh, Taylor talk, you know, because, you, you know, I don't have anything to say. Which color do I like the best? Which logo? San Antonio, New Mexico. San Antonio won 10 games this season. Uh, New Mexico won eight despite having zero home games. Wow. Yeah. Uh, kind of incredible, it's really. pretty good for you on the road, yeah. That'll, that'll just be a good game. That, can, that one kicks off at nine on Saturday. Uh, San Antonio, pretty good team, but they... I, I worry about them. They might win this game, but I wouldn't peg them to win the, to win the conference by any stretch. Reno, uh, the the uh, point, whatever, con- the regular season champions, if you will, had the most points versus Los Dos. Los Dos, much better team, uh, came out of a much better group. Uh, much better team than the past. I don't know if – I would say they're much better than Reno. I think that's that's going to be an interesting game, frankly, yeah. if you care to watch it. My, really my, philosophy, it. my philosophy on all those is I predict chaos. Sure. Every year the West is chaos, yeah. so – if Los Dos are the better team, then that means Reno's probably going to win. <laughs> it's, it, I mean, who could say? Uh, L.A. went eight wins, six losses, two draws. Uh, 
that's a lot of losses, but it's the West, and that just seems to happen a lot more out there. You win eight games and you lose six. That's crazy. Uh, I don't know. That one, I'll say that one goes to penalties because who knows. And that, mm-hmm. I'll say I'll say Los Dos wins on penalties for no apparent reason. Uh, then uh, next game is El Paso and Tulsa. Tulsa, the rebranded Roughnecks FC Tulsa versus uh, the Locos. I'll take El Paso just because it's a home game for them. They've had a pretty strong season. Uh, and then the last game, uh, which for, which is interesting for several reasons, Phoenix mm-hmm. uh, versus one-time champion Sacramento Republic. Uh, Phoenix will be without their coach, I believe. I think he's probably still on administrative leave until further notice. I hope so. And uh, they'll also be without Junior Flemings, who's suspended for six games due to uh, making a homophobic slur. Homophobic, can't say words. Slur at Colin Martin during their uh, season uh, finale uh, in San Diego last Wednesday after we recorded. Uh, I don't, you know all the respect in the world to San Diego and Landon Donovan. They've got a fan in me just for the way they've kind of handled these last two incidents, standing up for stuff they believe in uh, to the extent that it's cost them basically, frankly, a playoff spot. Yep. Uh, but I think that it's really elevated them in the eyes of a lot of other people. Plus, mm-hmm. it's a game they're winning 3-1 and they walked off because, yeah. of, a, because of something that's ridiculous. The junior Fleming said, uh, I'll be surprised if we see Fleming's in the league next year. Like I said, six-game suspension that carries over to 2021. Uh, no place in the league for that. Landon Donovan yeah. said it much, as much. Rick Shan's failing to kind of disavow the conduct in any way, shape, or fashion in front of the referee during mm-hmm. the stoppage and play, which is all on video. Right. Yep. Uh, the worst place for a coach to be when they do things like that. <laughs> Not that there's ever a good time for that. There's never. Yeah. But video is even worse. Uh, yeah. So, you know, hopefully Phoenix gets their just desserts and loses. loses exactly. This game. Yeah. But they're a good team, so you can't. They are a great team, yeah. no doubt, but. There's no place for that kind of behavior in, in, in the modern game and some of his comments. It was never, it was never appropriate, but especially not now. And uh, you, one, you hope they lose, but two, it's just, just as, it's disappointing that for a couple of, basically a couple of weeks in a row, USL makes the ESPN front page for all Twice. the wrong reasons again. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's the only time we ever get any, uh, any attention, and it's always for the wrong reasons. So we need to get it out of the game, whether, whether it be racial discrimination or any discrimination. Um, homophobic and otherwise so we need to get that out of the game first and foremost Um, secondly I I think we talked a little bit before recording here about a little bit disappointment in the way USL's handled this as well I'll speak for myself sure no I'm disappointed in the way the league's handled it I think it's wrong I think the fact that San Diego aren't in the playoffs based on these is wrong Uh, and I wish the league had done more it doesn't you know you can you can um, rely on you know, regulations and FIFA, this, that, and the other. I don't care. Do the right thing as a yeah. league, and people will respect you, and people will follow. And I don't feel in this case they have. I think USL's done a lot right over the last few years. This is a situation where I think they've done wrong, and um, I mean, they, they, they need to do better. They did to some, I don't know if I necessarily give them credit for it, but they did basically mandate league-wide sensitivity training. Uh, which is the same thing they did to Papa John after he did what he was doing yeah. and then got in even more trouble during <laughs> said sensitivity training. Uh, so, you know, I'd like I'd like to see a more robust response yeah. as well. But it, and I, it's it's it, ridiculous to me that San Diego is really doing the right thing, taking the stand, doing the things that the league supposedly mm-hmm. preaches about in, on, in terms of the social side of things that they do, and get dot get penalty you know get dot yeah. points for it, and Phoenix gains from it. Uh, you know, I understand. I understand what FIFA. I understand what the FIFA rules are, and I, who's 
who at FIFA is going to come after the USL, our second division league in America, for you know doing something that isn't isn't And I, I don't we're doing all kinds of things that aren't compliant. And I, and right, I don't look exactly. to FIFA for my moral guidance in any topic. That's, the, that's so true. Uh, so yeah, I completely agree. And I, what I'm I'm you know let's hope that something like that never happens to our club. Let's hope our players carry themselves. And I think knowing the group of guys we've got, and I think about Niall and. His, his raising money for the Pride, Pride Razor and all every that, yeah. year. And, and I think about the, we've been the leader already uh, in, in really kind of uh, racial equality, education, and the things we've done. I just saw North Carolina made an announcement about program they're going to start as well. But we've, we've led the way, and our front office needs to be credited for that, and the players need to be credited for it. So I just hope it never happens to us. And if it does, as a fan base, we keep the same attitude to yep. it. It's yeah. unacceptable whether it's our player, Phoenix's player, anyone. Yeah, that's got no place. All right, uh, let's move to Cooper's business, which is something that we haven't touched on in a while because we, we don't have, have anyone that's in the that's on the in leadership in the Coopers on this podcast anymore. Uh, Matt Owens, who is what vice president right now, I think he's on the board. I don't know. Uh, wants us to make sure that if you happen to have happen to have ordered a 2020 Cooper scarf. Membership, PIN, etc., and haven't gotten it yet, you can email Matt at Matt, M A T T, at LouisvilleCoopers.com to make arrangements. Uh, and he will figure out a way to get you your scarf and your PIN if you haven't gotten it already. It's been a weird season. We haven't had merch, pickup, tailgate, any kind of sensible way to get stuff to you aside from spending money that I'm pretty sure that, that we don't have on postage. Uh, mine was hand-delivered. Yeah. Which yeah, is great. Mine too. I, I appreciate mine that. up out of, the, out of the back of a mm-hmm. Mazda something. Um, so there's that. Anyway, if you need to get a hold of Matt, that's what you should do. Matt at LouisvilleCoopers.com if you haven't got your membership already. Ty, for example, hasn't gotten his. Uh, and he emailed Matt at Matt at LouisvilleCoopers.com and got it for him. He also talked to him personally, but that's another issue. Uh <laughs> Let's do. We got some ask barrel proof questions because I remember to tweet that out. I'm so proud of you. Let's go. Afternoon. Let me see if I can find them. Talk amongst yourselves while I dig through our questions. No, I'm just gonna say I really, I really like the uh, winter scarf. Really fantastic. I'm gonna put that to use this year. I had a uh, conversation with Brianna about the difference between, or because she was like, should I get a winter scarf or a summer scarf? Mm -hmm. And I was like, what's the point of a summer scarf? Well, it's for show, right? It's right. It's just a show. Yeah. But I mean. you well, wear a scarf in the winter to I keep warm. I don't even do anything with it. So I'm like, yeah. get a winter scarf. I thought about wearing yeah. one to the, to the game last Saturday. It turned out it was, like, hot. <laughs> so glad I didn't do that. That's why you need the summer scarf. Yeah. yeah. Fine. There I guess go. there is a point to yeah. summer scarf, but I didn't want to admit I, it I will say this. I've got my lucky scarf, which I think is the 2017 thick playoff scarf, which mm. was fantastic. Yeah. yeah. And whenever we have a big game in the winter, that's what I wear. I don't care what year it yeah. is because I, I don't. Oh, did I jinx it last year? Maybe it lo- I don't know if I wore it in the yeah, final last year. You might want to think about that. Oh, I might have to throw it out now. Actually, <laughs> but that was always my go-to because yeah. we never lost in it. So, All right, let's do some Ask Barrel Proof. Uh, our first one is from Brandon, two stars, at Condra B on Twitter, uh, who basically is just ask, ask, asks, so in the 11, ha, ha, ha. There's a lot of ha's. I'm not going to them all. Read them all. We, we kind of touched on that, on that. It is funny, especially in light of the fact that they were making fun of us for, again, socially distancing from the top mm-hmm. of the table. Uh, that flipped around uh, quite hilariously. Second one is from Profe Sapienza at PK Sapienza on Twitter who asks, can Johnson's experience and size be a nice change of style to use in the playoffs? Uh, can it? Sure. Yes. Will it? I don't think we're deviating from what we 
been seeing much. I think at this point, uh, without having gone through training and having a thorough vetting of what we can expect to see from JJ uh, in a 90-minute match, I think he's probably still going to be relegated to a substitute role. Sub, yeah. I'd like, I'm interested to see what we do with him next year, assuming he stays on. Uh, I mean, he obviously makes a difference when he does come on. He does. Yeah, he so. really demands a lot of attention. Yeah, I he's, think an, that's he's fair, an intriguing player, right? And I think as a fan base, we're still kind of waiting to see do. and see what he can do. And he has all the, you know, you see the highlights of some of his goals in the past. And he's he obviously was able to score for us. Uh, but I don't think he probably is uh, first first change for us right now. We've got other more proven for us options on the bench. So it'd be nice to see him come on, maybe in the right game, right scenario. But I don't foresee him being a huge part of our playoff I, run. I kind of agree. Not I, starting, I, no. I, I like the guy. I'm ex- I was really excited when he got here. And then for sure. kind of understand why he – we haven't seen as much of him as, as we might have expected. Yeah. But I, I don't anticipate seeing a lot of change yeah. uh, based agree. on our prior playoff experiences under Hackworth. Uh, his second question, Profe is very busy this, this afternoon on Twitter, <laughs> is uh, how crazy is it that the USL Championship has had nothing regarding the offenses – Toward San Diego Loyal and the fact that they were in contention prior. We touched on that a little bit ago. Yeah. Uh, and crazy is a good term. I don't know how you don't issue a statement other than to say that you're suspending a player. There's nothing mentioning Rick Shantz in, in any of that or anything that, that will Yeah, I didn't know that he actually got in any trouble at all for that. Like, I'm glad he did because like he club, deserved to. Uh, but the club uh, put him on administrative leave, but the did club it? is is really like Phoenix Rising isn't exactly covering themselves in glory if you will as far as the way they have responded to this they've got a couple of owners that have kind of come out and defended the guy mm-hmm. and i don't think that's a great look that's all i'll say not so that. much uh the next question comes from uh stuart w jones at stuart Schlu. who will be in the starting 11 napo or bone i think it's got it. bone will probably be. bone yeah uh i would still wouldn't hate to see napo fill in on a wing spot one side or the other for sure uh but i think that Ownby and Tuan are probably going to be the ones we see. I think Bones' form recently solidified his place as a, really, as a first come 11 on guy. really, really nicely. Yeah. Uh, but, man, do I love seeing Napo play. I do love seeing Napo play. I think you could plug him in anywhere in the front six and wouldn't really – I wouldn't have a problem with no, it. For sure. Given recent games, Napo's – really the decision wouldn't be the two of them. It would be Ownby and Napo most likely. Yeah. But, I mean, you could, I, I think you could see him in a pinch play, like fill in for yeah. Corbin, fill in for Paolo. I would, I'd be a little bit less excited to see him fill in for Speedy, but I think he could do the job, Yeah. at least in terms of you know being busy and getting a tackle in and things uh, like that. And so. I think on that front, I think if we are considering it slightly differently as Ombi or Napo, assuming Napo's fit, I think Ombi's probably the last few games giving oh, himself just that edge, edge ahead, the, and it's his time of year. He's in form. Uh, so, fortunately for Napo, I don't know exactly what happened with him leaving the team as we've talked about, but I think he's probably going to be um, not in the starting 11, at least in the first first game or two. Agreed. All right, last question is from Sean H. at Pancake Hat, who asks, <laughs> can you see any players coming from St. Louis FC to Louisville City in the offseason? I've asked this question before or posited who I would want, and the answer is Wall Fall. Uh, yeah. But other than that, you know, I don't know. I think well, Russell Cicerone is a good player. That's who, yeah. Uh, I'm biased. I like him, and I, I know I know him a little bit. And I know he's a he's a good uh, character as well as a good player. Yeah. And I do also want to say, you know, 
Cameron Lancaster's on loan right now, right? Yeah, yeah. That's so we're going to need to fill about. a goal-scoring position. Now, Cicerone's not been anything like the goal-scorer that Lancaster has. He's got a, probably a little bit more about him as far as the creativity and dropping deep. Yeah. So he's always been a guy that I would like to have seen on our team, and I don't think that's changed. I think he still looks very good in the USL. Um, Walfall, yes, I, I get it. Big physical athlete, looks good. Flashy. I still wonder sometimes if the substance is there. Maybe maybe he needs a loose city to make him the player he could be. I think he's but. he is the number six that we've been missing, and I, that, and that's and that's I don't mean that as a knock on Speedy who has done a fabulous job of taking that role on this yeah. year, uh, but that guy fit like is your ideal mm-hmm. real number six and could free up Speedy to play elsewhere on in the midfield where he w- has played before and has done excellent. Yeah, uh, but you know I. Will we get any of them? Probably not. I mean, I like Paris G as a as a fullback, but we seem to be doing pretty well on pretty depth on that there, front. Yeah. Um, I don't. I mean, we don't have any needs right now, other than like you say. How do you pr- replace Cam Lancaster? We've got. We've got. Let's a, hope we don't have it, to. Yeah, but. it'd be great if we don't. And he seems to like it here. Uh, and I mean, Nashville is a mess. So I'm, I don't know what's going on up there. I but, think I don't think they're going to keep him. Rios is starting there, right? So is you've got really? to prove in you. Or at least you see Alan uh, Wynn slip on a banana peel <laughs> last night. I didn't see it. No. Oh, it's great. If you haven't looked it up yet, you should do it because he basically he was one on one with a keeper in the box and went to hit it with his left foot and missed the ball and fell flat on his ass. It was hilarious. Ooh. I mean, it's it's uh, yakety sax time. You're going to want that one back. Yeah. So that's what's going on with that. Well, it just kind of goes to show, doesn't it, that fit is always important. Being at the yeah. right club that yeah. suits your play, and it was fairly obvious fairly quickly that the way Nashville played even in the USL didn't really fit Lancaster's style. The way we play much more yeah. does. Um, so whether he goes back there, there or are, not. There are MLS teams that Cam would be a good fit on. I think so. I think so. And I hope I, it's kind of selfishly you hope we keep him. But for his own, he's probably at the point in his career it's now or never. Yeah, I want um, what's best for so him. Good, I, I good think for him that he, he would do well. The problem with him, not problem, he's a internet. He takes up an international spot, and these days it seems like you, MLS teams are trying to use those on players that they can develop and sell on, or some that are basically guaranteed to do X, Y, and Z. I, I don't know what more Cam has to do to prove himself. He didn't have a great season with Nashville USL the one year he was there, but that is because Gary Smith is a terrible coach, and I can't stand watching them play. I think he would. Uh, I think he'd fit in well in a, you know, in in any number of teams. He's got that kid can score goals. Yeah, uh, he knows how to do it. He gets himself in this right spot. He hits a beautiful ball. He works his ass off. He wouldn't be playing for us if he didn't. You know, I don't know what what else you want. Uh, so you know, there's all that to be considered. All right, that's about all I got. That's all for Ask Barrel Proof, I think. Let me double-check and make sure I didn't do something. <laughs> I'm impressed, though. Several questions this week. Keep them coming. Yep, yeah, it's my sure. favorite part. I love to, to, to listen and react to uh, the great fan questions. It's We're awesome. almost back up to full eight listeners. Look that's out. awesome. Pretty excited. Yeah, you know, COVID takes Tell your away. friends. There's <laughs> some guys that do no fact-checking that talk about soccer. <laughs> yeah, we pretend to know what we're doing. Uh, yeah, that's that's it for, uh, for Ask Barrel Proof. I don't think I got anything else to talk about. We never made a game prediction for hours. I think we've oh, assumed we shit. think we're going to win, but I don't think any of us put our uh, stake in the ground. Ugh. Ty Stradamus not here today, who gets all the scores yeah, right. Yeah, I'm, I'm scared. I might have to phone in his uh, <laughs> his prediction for that. Put it on Twitter so people know what to bet. <laughs> I, I think it'll be 2-1, but I fear it'll be an extra time. To, 2-1 to the good extra. Guys, to the good guys. 
Yeah, I think I think it's going to be nip and tuck. I'm saying one nil. I'm not sure regulation or extra time, but I, I'm going to call it one nil. And I am going to be biased and say us for sure. I do think it it really is a 55-45 game. Uh, very very close. I mean, there's no reason to count Louisville City out. There's not. Yeah. It's just Pittsburgh makes me nervous, and that's yeah. that's what all that's no what it comes down to. Patrick, what do you think? Um, it worries me because it's Pittsburgh. Um. Yeah, I think it's going to come down to one nil. Like it's. You're probably right. You, I just, you know, God, these 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 damn Bob Lilly games, man. Right. I mean, <laughs> they really yeah. are just absolutely soul crushing. I remember the first championship we won. We had to play Rochester before we played New York. Uh, at Slugger Field, it was wasn't the best weather. The la- I think it was the last year the Rhinos were in the league, and it was the tightest one nil game I've ever seen. I I can't remember who I don't know. If it, I think Ownby scored the goal. And it was kind of early. I was like the 10th minute. And then we sat there Oof. and just had to eat, you know, big Rochester running down mm-hmm. your throat soccer for 80 minutes. And it was the most exhausting soccer game I've ever sat there. Oh, yeah. It's definitely going to be an exhausting game. Nerves the whole way through. And, so got, and we were just sitting there. It's like we were playing it. So that's I think that's really the most important key in, the, in that whole game is can it, does Louisville City have the – you know the focus, the four to two, the confidence to to get through it. And I think I don't think there's any question really that they do. Yeah. Uh, you know, I it'll be great if we score first. I'll feel a lot better, even though that went poorly the last time we played Pittsburgh. That certainly goes a long way. Yeah. Uh, towards okay, let's be smart and let's not be doing this and stupid. And, all that. and let's say this as well. You know, we're, we're a Cooper's podcast here and a fan fan driven podcast. We have a role to play at the weekend, right? Yeah, you know we don't have a full house. It's not going to happen. We but what we can yeah. do is ensure those that are lucky enough to have tickets, please use them or please give them away to folks right. that will use them. Fill Let's as get many every seats person in there we can. And just from from the the fan atmosphere perspective, I think a lot of credit's got to be given to you know everybody there, the capos, the drumline, the fans. Done a fabulous we're job. making a and the we're folks making a ruckus in the in the, the stop and land have done awesome. Yeah, all making season, a ruckus this year. You can hear it across the way, and and even on the other end, I'll give kind of the the scouse house end of the the house too. Has, has not been like a library. There's certainly been some noise coming, but credit to everyone who's been coming and showing up because it's hard when you don't have your buddy stood next to you. Right. When there's six, eight, ten feet between every group, it's not the same atmosphere. But I think we've created one. But I think this weekend, everyone get out there and don't let a ticket sit idle. Even though most of us, I think, you know, you get you've got tickets kind of pro yeah. bono this week. That's not an excuse to not use them. Yeah. You know, make sure they get used. Make sure they get filled. And let's get there and let's uh, let's make this a uh, bigger home field advantage as we can. Yep. All right, guys, I think that'll wrap it up. Uh, if you vehemently agree with our opinions, you can tweet us at BarrelProofFC on Twitter. Only uh, positive comments, please. Yeah, if you have problems, you can email Matt at Matt at LouisvilleCoopers.com. <laughs> uh, and uh, otherwise, everybody have a great week. Let's go, City. Let's win this weekend. Vamos, Morados. Y adios, amigos. Come on, City. Come on, City. Love you all.